following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys, streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And welcome in to Talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We're here for the next 45 minutes. Here at the Star in Frisco, 888-855-2297 is the number if you'd like to join the conversation. Rob Phillips in for Bill Jones. Mickey Spagnola to my right. Brian brought us across the table from me. Welcome, gents. How are you today? Doing well. Good. Doing well. Another day for the Cowboys practicing inside today on a Thursday. Keep secrets. <laughs> Is that what it is? State secrets? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The whole world can't watch. Going to watch Tristan Hill practice at left guard and then practice and turn around and play three technique this today. That's kind of where they are right now, that, right? That, that is where they are. With Cowboys and Eagles yeah. getting set Sunday night, prime time. Yeah. A lot of injuries on this football team, Brian. Yeah, and, you know, I know, Mickey, did you have any chance to update any, to talk to anybody that updated that stuff or anything like that? I did. All right, I knew you would know. So, if we got time, I can go in alphabetical oh, we order got, here. We got forty-one minutes. We can go to the end of the first segment, which is usually fifteen minutes from now, if we have enough time to get through it. All right. So, starting with the A's, Lawrence Armstrong <laughs> <laughs> taking role. Okay. Uh, with his uh, kind of neck injury, uh, he should be good to go and and practice today. He worked out in in pads yesterday on his own to the side. Ran a bunch, so he looks like he's good to go. I think Anthony Brown is probably going to miss this game. Okay. Hamstring. Randall Cobb, it's looking good at this point. Don't know that he practices much today, but they're hoping by Friday and play on, on Sunday. Lel Collins, surprisingly, is doing better. Uh, I would say at this point he's questionable, but they need him to practice to see exactly what he can do. But he is getting better, right? He's better. Okay, that was something I was worried about. Last I was week, too, I don't, last I week we didn't it was hear the about the other yeah, way around. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this week yeah. it's the other way around. There we go. Uh, he may be doing a little bit better than Tyron. Um, the hope is they get one of those two guys back. So there's still that hope. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Yeah. But they're hopeful. Uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah. I, I think what's going to happen there is they don't want what happened last week, that you keep a guy active and you put Devin Smith down, and mm -hmm. then he just gives you three plays. Yep. So even if he says, I can go, I think he's going to have to prove it so you don't come up short and on your wide receiver active well, rosters. Well said. So because, because obviously they didn't. They did anticipate know. this with, right. with Amari. Yeah. You know yeah. how quiet he is. He doesn't say much. Yeah. Uh, and so that that's one they're going to keep an eye on. Uh, obviously, Frederick was uh, not injury-related. Sound like he's back today. Family, I heard there, yeah. Uh, Byron Jones, questionable, so he's getting better, and he's improving more than Anthony Brown. So maybe you get one of those two guys back. Um, 
as I said, Tyron, uh, they they want, probably want to see him practice before he plays. And then this one, if you noticed on Zach Martin, they had him limited, but it said back slash ankle. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the ankle is a problem. Just what they need, right? Yeah. So um, when it rains, it pour, it's all a couple. It's like three positions here. That it's are like, all taking hits right like, now. You know, your body parts, a disease hits. <laughs> these are like body parts and the disease hitting these different parts of the team. Now, you know? with Zach, did that come out of the game? Uh, I, I don't know if it was bothering him before and got acerbated during the game. Remember but, last year, at the end of the year, he had a heavily wrapped ankle yeah. in a lot of those games at the end. So it might be something he's aggravated from. That's something he's always ha- kind of had to deal with. So yeah. And, you know, the Eagles aren't much better, by nope. the way. Nope, they're not. Uh, from a starting standpoint, they didn't have Nigel Branham practicing yep. yesterday. Fletcher Cox didn't practice. Deshaun Jackson did not practice and has not practiced. He's not going to play, For weeks with that abdomen. Yeah. Uh, Timmy Jernigan with a foot did not practice. Avante Maddox, who is their starting corner, yep. didn't hasn't played because of a concussion and looks like he's probably out. Jason Peters out with a knee. Darren Sproles out with a quad. And if you think about it, uh, Ronald Darby, who's been out, their other starting corner, uh, was on a limited basis, so they're not sure about him. And while Jalen Mills practiced, I haven't seen them take him off pup yet. Right. So, uh, you know, and this is just six weeks for him, right? Right. So he's got he's got two more weeks on, on pup? Yep, sure does. So I don't know if he knows that because I saw quotes about how he was hoping he play on Sunday. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't think so. You have to make a move there. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see where that one goes. So, uh, you know, and, and we talked about yesterday, I think Brian talked about it, broke it down. You know, they were starting Sidney Jones and, yeah. and uh, Rasul Douglas. Well, and that was a nightmare toasted. for them. Yeah. They Two got deep to- touchdowns against Rasul Douglas. Yeah, they got toasted in the slow conveyor belt in the <laughs> training table there when you go to toast your bread. <laughs> Boy, that is slow, isn't it, Mickey? Oh, it when you're waiting, forever. it can't take for you know, uh, Mickey. I knew he would be on top of that. The 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 problem that the, the Eagles had, not only with the cornerback spots, because people have taken shots on them. Minnesota just, I mean, it was even though that Minnesota faced pressure, Cousins still gets rid of the football, and it's they 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 not even close to covering these guys. Mm-hmm. So that that could be a problem. I mean, if you could protect. On the flip side of that for the Eagles, though, Peter's not play means that Andre Dillard, who was a first-round pick for them, very talented tackle, will make that start. But you watch him play in games, he's not ready to start. You know, he's a first-round player, and you know, here you're thinking about, oh, he's a first-rounder, he should be contributing. But you watch him play, he gives a ton of ground. It's like he cannot sit down on somebody. So... Can they take advantage of that? Last week we talked about, oh, multiple sacks from the Jets. They have problems. Can they take advantage of a situation with a tackle that's not in that game being Jason Peters? Can they take advantage of Andre Dillard? You know, this team, as banged up as the Cowboys are, they just need their good players to start playing better. The players that they rely on, you know, they need – they need more, a little bit more from Robert Quinn. I know he's showing some stuff. They need some more from Lawrence. You know, they need more from Malik Collins. They need more from Michael Gallup. I, I went on that big rant, but this is how you're going to win this game. This is how you're going to find a way to win this game. As, as banged up as you are, 
your good players are going to have to play better than their good players because you're really in the same boat. Both teams are in the same boat injury-wise. Injury-wise, poor starts to games. Sure. They're, they're very similar in the way they play. Yeah. Record, obviously. Yeah. Place. yeah. Yep. So last year, didn't they have trouble at tackle and they used Vitae? Vitae was the guy, yes, Would he was. Would they not use him instead of Dillard? Or? Well, Dillard, Dillard was the guy that they brought in against Minnesota. Oh, and, they did? And, and, okay. And, and, and kind of hearing the buzz coming out of Philadelphia is that, that Peters is not going to play and that Dillard is going to get the start. That's right. hurt, that hurts Philly up front for sure. Yeah. When you're watching back the Cowboys' pass rush, and, yeah. we, and we talked about it, Sam Darnold got hit twice in that game, mm-hmm. sacked once. Um Sacked twice. Was he sacked twice? Yeah. Both on by Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn, right. yeah. And both hits by Quinn, too, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Are both those edge rushers getting doubled a lot? Is is are there some single opportunities there? What are you Some seeing? single, some single opportunities there. They just not winning a, You know, I think with I watch Lawrence, Lawrence has always been so good at gaining ground, gaining a corner, and then been able to kind of hand Get rid of a blocker's hands, dip, and get inside. You know, he's he's one of those. I haven't seen him with that combination of rush. It's, you know, the times where he's been close, he's been low. He got the penalty one time. What game was that? Was it the New Orleans game that he got the call for the roughing the passer for going low? Or was that the Green Bay game? I, I think, think it, it was, was New, New Orleans. Orleans. See, th- that's where, when, when, when Lawrence is good, he's playing in balance, and he's using technique. And it seems like to me he just when he's got these one on ones he hasn't had the technique that we've seen from him in the past where it's a explosive first step, get rid of the blocker's hands, get him off balance, and then capture the quarterback. Hasn't had that kind of consistency on the down after down that he needs from that, you know. But he hasn't really had any help inside there, you know. Malik Collins who. And we were talking about Malik Collins. He's going to come on. He's going to do this, a three technique, da, 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 da. He just hasn't played well enough to help. And then Quinn has done the best he could. I think I think if you asked, if you said, hey, Robert Quinn's going to come in here and give you six sacks in, in four games, I think you would be just like, what? Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty he, damn good he, to me. He's probably earning a bonus with one yeah. more, I think. No, absolutely. So, you know, if he, he you know, if you could get continue to get him to play the way he has – but they need also these linebackers to play better, too. They, they, these are the good players I'm talking about. The Jalen Smiths, the Leighton Van Der Eschers, the Sean Lees, the, the Joe Thomases. These are guys that are good players. They're going to need more from them. And we've seen it in the past. We've seen a Sean Lee play against the Philadelphia Eagles. We've seen a Leighton Van Der Esch, a swing pass out to the flat and on third down, and he makes a tackle to knock him out of field goal range to make him have to punt in that game last year. They need those types of players. Plays in this game. If they're going to be down Amari Cooper and Tyron Smith and all that, they're going to need some of these guys to step up and play bigger than they have these last three weeks. You know, Rob, to answer your question, I don't know if this is indicative of what happened in the game against the Jets, but on that 92-yard pass, they doubled Quinn yeah. and, and, and they kept the tight end of that side. They doubled Collins and they single blocked Connor Williams, I mean, um, Woods. Which you would imagine, right? First down, your nose right. tackle's probably right. not going to get double team. And they singled Demarcus Lawrence, and he got run past the quarter. He was getting there, yeah. and because there was nothing in the middle, Donald just stepped up. That's and right, he, and he went right past that's good. him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So that's that's the way they thought they were going to block, and they and they kept five, six guys in, right? They kept the tight end in. Yeah. They max protect. 
Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, the, the running back stayed in, too. Yeah. Probably what you could see from the Cowboys too. You know, so people are asking me about. That's going to have to happen, yeah. right? Yeah, you got to you got to acknowledge that you got if if indeed it happens two backup tackles, or even if say Lael Collins plays, he's yeah. not playing at a hundred percent. Right, he might need some help. So yeah. you're going to have to do some of those things to help those guys out. When people keep asking about how many plays Jason Witten played or whatever, yeah. well, yeah, because they went too tight in right. quite a bit. Try to help. They're trying yeah. to help. I heard that this morning, you know, that driving in 105.3, that was kind of their narrative. Well, Witten continues to take more reps. Well, Witten continues to take more reps because they're trying to help these tackles if they can you know there's situations where they have they've been getting a lot of 12 personnel on first downs and that's going to be a lot of but to mickey's point i think you have to the the, the you know people say well, where's devin smith been where's that long pass well that was three-man rush keep everybody in max protect and that's how you get the ball off and that's exactly what you're going to probably see in this game you're going to see them max protect and try and get that ball down the field if the Eagles prove that they cannot consistently cover that. And then you just got to catch the ball. Then you got to catch the they ball. They can't go through a wide open uh, Michael Gallup's hands. Yeah. Three you know? times, as he said himself yeah. no, this it week, was. I let three balls And then go. you had three other drops, yeah. too, if you, yeah. if you look at it. Yep. So that's six drop passes in a game that can't happen. And people want to know, well, why are they off their slow start? Are they not prepared? Well, okay. I'm sure they they probably practiced catching the ball last week. Yeah. You know, just catch it. Yep. So you can do all that stuff, but you got to be able to come through when it counts. You know, the 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 run blocking and, and maybe it was a bad call on fourth and two. Uh, you know, come up with something different. But your your two tackles missed their blocks. Yeah. So badly. And and when you get brought down from the backside, you know that's bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got to execute. It's it's not about preparation. See, everybody's just looking for an excuse without looking at facts, you know. And just look at the facts. Just watch it, see it. Don't don't just buy into stuff. Fine line with this offense. Fine line with how they are when it comes to not having all their players. You know, and then not using that as an excuse. Oh, it's... But it's a very fine line because the difference between moving the change might be a Michael Gallup curl that's caught for 13 yards that gets you inside the red zone and gets you a fresh set of downs or having to kick a field goal. Uh, fine line is to uh, your wide receiver lining up incorrectly, running a route and getting 15 yards. Now you've now it's basically a 20 yard 20 yard loss, five yards for the penalty and 15 yards for the for the play you didn't get. It's a very fine line. This team cannot afford holding penalties. They cannot afford to line up wrong. They can't afford drops. They cannot afford drops at all because, again, that puts them in some bad down-and-distance situations. Margin for error drops a yep, lot. And, absolutely. And Zeke lamented the, a run he had in the first series. Get outside. Get outside. He had Travis. Uh, excuse me, he had Zach Martin blocking well inside. Just pop that thing to the outside. He'll admit it. He saw it wrong. He cut back in. You know, if you get out there and get in space, get going. You know, you can do it. Yeah. We've seen it before. Darn it. Why did you just gain 12 yards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you see the running game matchup for the Cowboys against this Philly front? Because to you guys' point, if they do have one or more backup tackles in the game, you're trying to do some things to help your down and distance. And This is always a game they fight for inches it's in the tough. running game. Do you want here. me to give you a mix shot? Sure. Last year? Yeah. First game? Zeke, 19 carries, 151 yards, and a touchdown. There you go. Six catches for 36. That's 25 touches for 187. 
Second game, Zeke, 28 for 113 in overtime, 12 catches for 79 yards. That's 40 touches for 192. So you're going to get criticized if you use Zeke in this game? Yeah. If 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 my math is that's I'm never criticizing for using Zeke. If, I don't. If I don't, my see, math is correct, yeah. that's 65 touches in two games. They're 379 yards. Yeah. And then having said that, Kirk Cousins threw for 333. Well, see, the thing about it is too. This is where I think when and I think Mickey, correct me if I'm wrong. They were full strength offensive line in both. Yeah. I, I think I think that everybody was playing that needed to play. Where they could take advantage, and I went back and watched the game last year. Mickey's right with all his numbers, but what they did, they did some creative things as far as old school, well, creative old school trap plays. You get Fletcher Cox to come up the field, you trap him with Suafilo. Next thing you know, the thing's up inside. You know, they got hats on hats. They got Martin inside on a linebacker. Now the ball's going straight ahead. You know, you got some space right there. They were able to they were able to pop some runs on them just for some like some like quick hitting type plays. The Eagles want to get up the field. They're very much like the Cowboys, and they want to get up. They want to attack gaps. You have to take advantage of them getting up the field and then getting bodies on their second level guys. So you give Elliott the chance to have the success that Mickey was just talking about. You know, if you look at Philly's run defense, I know everybody's saying they're second against the run, and but yeah, there's. <laughs> They're also 29th against the pass. Yeah. 280 yards given up. That's been how teams. How many have sacks him. they have? Don't have that stat oh, I'm sorry, right I didn't here. Mean to ask something. No, that, actually, I do. Hang tight. I, I didn't. I didn't keep, mean to ask, ask something it. that that you know. But I, I could say if you could hold up, if you can hold up with your. Wentz is only. You mean? Uh, th- that many sacks that the defense had. 14. 14. So yeah. same as the Cowboys. There you go. Do you feel like the Cowboys' pass rush has been all that great? No, it yeah. needs to be better. Needs to be better. See, that's to me. This is this is a pretty two evenly matched teams. It's it it comes down to, in my opinion, those fine line plays we talk about. Are you going to make receptions on third and six and keep moving the chains, or are you going to have to kick a fifty yard field goal? Exactly. That's why. <laughs> and to Mickey's point, where it's like, what's wrong with these slow starts? Yeah. Who's to blame? Are they not yeah. prepared? You really. This is boring, okay? It's boring. But you have to go back and watch each drive and yeah. see a handful of plays that have contributed to stopping the drive. No question. That's looking at it from a logical standpoint. It's not as fun to just point the finger at the play caller or the quarterback head or coach. whatever, the yeah. head coach. Yeah. But that's that's really what's happened here. And some of these are very makeable plays that they just haven't made. Just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. Pretty much. Jack Webb. <laughs> Jack Webb. Are you a Dragnet fan? I don't think Rob knows Dragnet. No. I know that quote. I don't know the name of dun, that man. Da, da, yeah. Dun, is it, yeah, it's a little before my time. It was Bill. Ga- was it Bill Gannon and <laughs> what was the characters' names? Mickey, Bill Gannon and uh, Sergeant Friday. Sergeant Friday. There you go. Bill Gannon and Sergeant Friday. Can always count on you guys for a good detective and Adam reference. Tw- Adam Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. All right, let's take our first break. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven is the number. We'll get to some of that next on Talking Cowboys. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. 
Get a great deal with America's best network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at Formation. This dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the STARS aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Check out free-to-play predictive games in the Dallas Cowboys app to win cash prizes. Up to $10,000 grand prize. Fans must be 21 or older and logged in to play. Download the app for access on game days at dallascowboys.com slash app. Yeah, I need to kind of lock into that each week. Me too. Me too. Got fit, carried away with what's going on in this game I made, the other day. made chicken and dumplings last week for the crew up here instead of um, locked into play app what's the plan uh well i guess i not gonna have what, what's the plan this week yeah i know i think we're i think we're ordering out this week yeah we're gonna order something from the star this oh, good week. yeah good all right Mick? what are you getting <laughs> he, the usual spread inside the press box can't go wrong yeah the mac and cheese right? carving, yeah. carving station it's the best yeah best in the league right up there with the jets right <laughs> it's not bad, but it's not AT&T. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right. One meatball, okay? There you go. Just one. Welcome back Gotta to Talking the Cowboys inside the SWBC Morgan Studio. Breaking down some Cowboys and Eagles. Let's uh, grab a phone call. First one of the day. Tony from Denver. You're up first. Start us off. Hey, guys. A uh, longtime fan of you guys. Thank you. And I have a comment and a question. The comment I have is Connor Williams. It uh, seems like every game I see number 52 getting blown up. And, you know, luckily, or by fortune, we've seen Suofilo start because of his injury against Fletcher Cox and Eagles. But my question is, is it because of the pride of the organization of him being drafted a second round and not, and they have to feel like they start the guy? Or is it something deeper than that? Can I ask? Um, I know... I know um, Connor Williams is more athletic than Suofilo. Um, and then my question is for Mickey, uh, longtime fan, um, all the great quarterbacks of the Cowboys, Roger the Dodger, Danny White, Troy Aikman, and Tony Romo. Um, it seems like Danny White never gets the respect of having his name mentioned with the other quarterbacks. Is there a reason why? And that's it. 
Uh, yeah. Thank you. The, and, and that's a good point. And the obvious reason why is you never got the team to the Super Bowl. That's it. He went to three consecutive NFC title games, and he doesn't get credit for that. And he doesn't get credit for a team that was changing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those guys retired after the 79 season. I think uh, Rayfield Wright uh, 1980 was his last year. Yeah. In 80. Yeah. Um, you, you had other guys retire after, you know, 79. And you didn't, uh, you know, it wasn't quite the the same team uh, on the on the offensive line and on the defensive line. Yep. Uh, but yet he got him to those games. Um, no one wanted to play, if I remember correctly, and Brian was probably watching it. Uh, that eighty NFC title game yeah. that was cold in Philadelphia. Yep. No, no one did anything. Yeah. The the catch changed the whole narrative of the history of two two franchises. Sure did. They were that close to going to the Super Bowl and him leading to uh, the Super Bowl. And then 82 was just a weird season because it was the strike season. They had a tournament, and they went to the title game against the Redskins, right? Right. And got beat. So that's what happened to Danny White, I guarantee you. Um, And then the strikes got in the way of him. Uh, He was kind of pro-franchise. The players didn't like that. Uh, And the whole thing got screwed up in 84 when Tom decided to start Hogaboom, which he took that back halfway through the season when the offense wasn't working. And then they had the number one offense in the league at the halfway point in 86, and he breaks his wrist. So that's what happened there. You know, I had a question for him on Connor Williams. How many times do you see him get blown up? Because if it happens yeah. once out, out of 65 plays yeah. or twice. Yeah, that's that's kind of – I was also going that Suofilo was no bargain at the end of the season last year. Yeah. yeah I think the more that Suofilo played, the worse he got. You know, and, and I think Connor Williams, if you remember, he came back in. He wasn't the problem in the playoff game. Actually, against Aaron Donald, he wasn't terrible in that game. Zach Martin was banged up, beat up, the ankle, the knee, and all that. And he had trouble with the Dominican Sioux that game. It was a big problem inside. But we always talk about grade these guys. You know, the other day, I think they ran almost 80 plays. And, you know, you have to grade him on that type of – of uh, you know thing they're going to have one or two bad plays yeah he gave up a big hit he missed a twist but again it's one play that, that happens to you in a game and uh, you know I, I think that's you know he's uh, his is there things he doesn't do well absolutely there's things he doesn't do well I think he doesn't he's not as patient as he needs to be at times I think he needs to take a page out of Lyle Collins book Lyle Collins has learned how to be patient and not get overextended and not cause himself problems but yeah I think with Connor. I, if you said who's going to make more consistent use of 65 plays, I think Connor Williams makes better use of 65 plays than Xavier Sulafilo does. You know, now maybe you know somebody could say, well, what about Joe Looney then, Brian? Well, what about Adam Redmond, Brian? Well, what about you know what about somebody else playing over there? Well, that's you know that's something they haven't gone into. They've 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 looked at Connor Williams. And they feel like that he gives them the best chance. Uh, to have success on offense. And we've gotten questions, too, about best five and with these injuries, should they move Connor to tackle and fill in with some of those other guys you mentioned? I think it's one thing to have your best five when you're in camp and you're trying to set your lineup, and it's another thing to change out three different positions in the middle of the season on a given week. And that's they're trying to keep it as as continuous as they can. It was seventy it was seventy five plays last week. Okay, I knew, yeah. That's a lot, right? Yeah. And and here's another thing. 
and this got lost in the shuffle. They had 398 yards total offense. Sure. So it wasn't like they were bad the whole game. Yeah, they did. Like Brian said, there was a play here, a play there you don't execute. Yeah. And then you're not scoring. Yeah. But they moved the football. That's, you know, and this whole thing yeah. about not being prepared, and then the second half you come out and you should have outscored them 20 to 3. Yeah, that drive. Right? So in 10 minutes at halftime, did you suddenly get them prepared where you didn't for five days during the week? Yeah. Don't buy into the perception. Yeah. Look at the facts. Go yeah. back and look at the game. Look at the play-by-play and yeah. see what happened. Yeah. They moved the football. They yeah. just didn't score. The unfortunate thing is they had that great drive at the end of the the start the half and they only get three points out of it. Yeah. That that that's killer. That, to take that much time, give your defense a blow, let them make their adjustments over there, give them a little bit more rest coming out of half, and keep think, your running back keep involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep things going, and, and you know they just. Fine line. That's what it is. It's just no a re- it's a really fine line with this team. Where did that 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 ended at the four, the fourteen yard line? Right. Yeah. You, so you drive all the way downfield, yeah. and that's just like the other two games they lost. Yeah. You got first and ten at the eleven in both of them, and you kicked the field goal. Yeah. Just like Jason Witten said on the sideline in the mic'd up. That oh gosh. <laughs> what touched, he, with some four letter words, field uh-huh. goals aren't going to win this football game today. Yeah. I, goes, I'm going to say it as calmly as yeah, I mean, Witten, it was great. You need to go back and watch this, Mickey. Witten, uh, uh, Nussbart comes to the sideline, sits down, and he goes, I'm going to say this as calmly as I can. <laughs> and then he immediately dropped an F-bomb on Nussmeyer. It's like Nussmeyer knew what was coming. He knows. He just yeah. he, he took his pad. He was kind of like, you know, looking okay. I got you, Witt. I got you. Yeah, I got See, he, he believes in my philosophy. Yeah. The more field goals you kick, the closer you are to losing. Absolutely. Got to score touchdowns. Well, especially with this kicker. You especially never know. If he misses. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem you run into here. All right, Chris from Indiana, you're up next on Talking Cowboys. How's it going, fellas? Good, Chris. Chris thanks. A um, couple things I've noticed um, when you look at the first three games, the first three wins, and sure. then you go back and look at the last three. Have you guys noticed on the play action, the first three, as soon as Dak does a play action, as soon as he sets that back foot, the ball is gone. Now, he sets the back foot, but he's bouncing, and he's looking, and he's looking. So that's kind of setting him up for if no one's open for that pass rush to get to him. I just think offensively they just need to not so much have max protect all the time, but have quicker passes or quicker run plays, get those guys out in space, uh, wide receiver screens, running back screens, tight end screens, just get them out in space to let them do things instead of – sitting back there waiting for a 15-yard route to come open or 20-yard route or even a 10-yard route to come open. Just kind of speed the game up that way. That way you're not having Dak sit out there like a sitting duck to get hammered all the time. Okay, Chris, thanks for the call. I I saw one screen in the game last week, but I thought in the second half especially they were getting the ball out trying to beat that blitz. I think Mickey's favorite uh, the people that cover the NFL, Pro Football Focus, had it as <laughs> – Mickey, I'm right with you, by the way, on that one. Um, I, the Pro Football Focus said that, that his, the, the, the ball getting out of his hand was the fastest that it had been. They tried. They, they, yeah. they, they, they tried. And so, yeah, I, I think that to me it's – if you're throwing the ball, there's a difference throwing the ball to Cedric Wilson and throwing the ball to Bryant and throwing the ball to, 
Tavon Austin than it is throwing the ball to Cooper and Cobb. also a Cobb and those guys. You know that that, that there there's that you see bouncing because you're thinking, okay, get open, get open, get open. I know, and then now you're in a little bit of a bind. But but if you but if you trust that pro football focus group or those those people that do those those stats, they will tell you that the ball was coming out of his hand quicker this game than any of the other games they've had. You know, and with with the Eagles being so aggressive yeah. defensively, yeah, maybe those screen passes yeah. are, are a good idea in this game. Yep. See, it's a lot to do with the matchups. It's who you're playing. You know, it's not always, okay, we're going to do this all the time. Uh, it's like, you know, when you when you, you get uh, Jarwin in the slot sometimes. Right. Well, what they're trying to do is get a matchup, and they're saying, okay, that linebacker can't run with him. Right. We can take advantage of this. But some teams, they would have a linebacker who can run with him, or a safety like Jamal Adams can run with him. Yeah. So then it's like, well, there's no sense running that play. We've got to do something different. So yeah. matchups matter. No, no, he's absolutely right. And this is, and you got to watch Philadelphia on their end. They'll find a way to get Miles Sanders out in space against your linebacker did it a couple different times against Minnesota last week and if they feel like you're playing a lot of man coverage they will pick that Philadelphia is one of the better pick teams in the league they've got guys that understand how to run inside and get in the way so it would be interesting to see if these officials in fact make calls like we saw on the goal line against Cedric Wilson when all of a sudden uh Alshon Jeffries is running inside and now you got a back coming behind him you know, so keep an eye on that kind of stuff. But yeah, Mickey's right about these matchups. This is where again we keep talking about. And you asked a question yesterday: Where's Tony Pollard been? You know, with 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 it banged up at receiver, maybe this is an opportunity to say, okay, let's see if we put Tony Pollard out there. How are you going to cover him? You're going to walk a linebacker out there? Okay, we'll take that. We'll take that. We'll take that. But you put a corner on him, okay, that means you're putting a safety somewhere else or a linebacker somewhere else. We'll Who, chess match. Yeah, yep. we'll, we'll, okay, now we'll find out where you're, you're moving that guy to. And that's, that's, that's what the chess match is, and this is going to be in this football game, is if you use Elliott and Pollard in the backfield at the same time, and I'm not just talking about twice. I'm talking about if you do this eight, nine, ten times, see where Philadelphia is at. See where they are about how they're going to play this coverage. Great stuff, guys. Let's take one more break. We'll be back in a moment on Talking Cowboys. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Um, Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. 
Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it upside down like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to talking Cowboys. And Jack Black is certainly in the holiday spirit. Their promotion this week is Goodwill Towards Men. Just in time for a little pre-holiday shopping. Our complete guide to holiday cheer for all the Jack Black men in your life. And to give you just an example of one of their holiday gifts, it's the closer set. No one knows shaving like Jack. The closer razor with five-blade cartridges, beard lube conditioning, shave, and double-duty face moisturizer. Shop now. Go to GetJackBlack.com. Way to go, Mick. That's great product, that Jack Black stuff, man. I've already started using your gift bag that you yeah, that, that's pretty You know nice. what? It, it, it becomes addicting. It is. It's, it's like you got to have it. <laughs> I swear. You're right. <laughs> you can forget your phone charger, but as long as you have your Jack Black, that's right. Good to right? Go. Yeah, yes. it becomes part of your Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. There you go. All right. Quick update from practice from Dave Hellman. Not practicing right now. Randall Cobb, Amari Cooper, Byron Jones, Anthony Brown. Also, we mentioned Zach Martin. Mickey did earlier in the show. He Angle. sure did. He sure did. He's not out there. And Joe Looney's also not out there. Mm. However, Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins are at least doing some O line drills right now. Okay. So progress? Progress, because last week there wasn't progress. We, I, Just, I was with Mickey. I thought that Tyron Smith was further along. They must have had a setback along the way. Something must have happened because they tried to work him out. You guys were at that game. Tried to see him in pregame. It, he was limping, I heard, from you know, reading your reports and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that's a good sign. I mean, I think now, now Friday becomes the big watch day. Of all those guys that you listed. Right. You know, okay, what can Collins do? What can Smith do? What can Cobb do? You know, I mean, hey, the more of those players you can get back, of course, Captain Obvious here telling you that. But, man, if you if you can get one offensive lineman back, that would be huge. You know, it probably would be Collins, but, boy, that would be a big, big difference if you could kind of kind of just – Get one more player back in there on that on that line. You know, and it's it's a shame out of sight, out of mind, because it's not on the injury report because he's on injured reserve, but no Tyrone Crawford either. Yeah, and yep. they got to compensate for that loss too. Yeah. And he was struggling through it anyway, yeah, so I don't sure know was. how much of an impact he was making, uh, and he knew it. Uh, but again, um, you know, it's just a shame. But here, here we go with uh, having to fill in there, and I would imagine Tristan Hill's up. I can't imagine Justin Hamilton will know enough to be able to do something unless they just need a body. Well, they're, they're, you know, if you look at 
if you're thinking about Crawford, you're thinking about him as a three technique, right? Right, right. and Hamilton's and the, Hamilton's yeah. a one. Yeah, I, 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 scouting reports up on DallasCowboys.com, so hopefully folks will go to that and kind of check it out. The good and the bad. Felt like though when you watch him in Kansas City in preseason. Early in the thing, he looked sloppy and wasn't really in good shape and wasn't as active. By the time they got to the San Francisco game later in preseason, he was a much better player. And he's played with the Eagles, not that he's going to know anything. He was on a Super Bowl team there, but he's played some NFL games. He is a big body. He's a 315-pound guy. Like I said, the agility was better towards the end of training camp. Now you worry about him being gone for seven weeks. You know, Jason Garrett said he did some good things out there, so – it's going to take a little little time to probably get him acclimated again. With all these guys that we've mentioned that are banged up, they're all vets. I think Ed Werder asked this in the in the press conference. Good question. Do you, do you need these guys to practice? I mean, can you rely on them to just be ready to go if if like a Tyron doesn't practice a lot this week but warms up okay I, Sunday? As long as long as you keep them active and you're going to play them and they There's, don't. That's, and they don't bail on you. That's that's exactly where I was going. Because then you have you got to look at that forty six man geez, game day roster. You cannot dress forty six guys and have only forty two of them playing. That that is that is a disaster. So yeah, they they have got to if if they they you know Britt Brown and those guys do a great job of yes. knowing their team and you know Mari Cooper's a tough guy and I'm sure that they I'm sure he convinced them that no I can go I can go and the next thing you know he's standing over there next to Mickey at the game you know that's not good so if they if these guys like Byron Jones and I mean this game is going to come down to it's going to be a war. And, and and I don't mean a war in a you know I mean you know what I mean. Yep. But, in the football, in sense. football well, sense. Think about last year. The the game was twenty. It was a six point game in overtime, right? They, they are, and the first game was a seven point game. These games have always been tough. Two very evenly matched football teams. Both teams badly needing a win. Three and three. First place on the line. We'll be back Friday to wrap things up with Bill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?